So good morning everyone. Welcome to a whole new show of Impact 24/7. Today I'm going to introduce you to a whole new uh, set of knowledge, a whole new set of things, practices that maybe a complete first timer for you. It was the first timer for me when I got to understand what my next guest does and it was very interesting, very intriguing and I'm sure the same is going to be for you. And uh, let me introduce you okay to the guest uh, you know who we have today her name is evelyn bray okay she's been in uae for more than 30 years she comes from australia she's worked in many many companies okay till 1992 when her her preference her liking for mind and body took her to many places okay to study osteopathy and she landed up learning osteopathy from british college of osteopathy and naturopathy in 1992 in 2007 she landed up developing an interest for kinesiologist she became you know a kinesiol like i'm struggling to pronounce as also kin kinesiologist all right uh, and predominantly she has centered around centered her career her profession around brain training and movement uh, mind and body and she coaches people individually she coaches people one on one and she is a lovely soul cares for people and that is what gets her to this podcast to share her message so help me welcome evelyn bray evelyn thank you so much for being on the podcast good morning everybody thank you very much manish for this beautiful introduction i appreciate it and thank you for having me here pleasure is all mine pleasure on i'm so looking forward to ask you all the set of questions that i have for you but first thing what i want to know from you is is and i'm sure even the listeners is the first time for them what in in a very simplistic sense what is osteopathy okay osteopathy is a full body healing modality so compared to chiropractors or physios chiropractors tend to center it more on the spine physios tend to center it more on the area that hurts uh the osteopathic outlook is from head to toe so when you come and present with your knee pain elbow pain little toe we look at you from your feet up to your head and say okay why did this go wrong you know we will center and try to fix the area that is giving you the problem but at the end of the day we'd like to find out why so we start to look at imbalances and how you conduct your daily life how do you sit in your car how do you sit at your desk on which shoulders are you carrying your sports equipment okay. or other things and then we give you advice how to change things okay so it's a very holistic uh way of looking at your body movements everything for for you to cure your patients is it yes nothing happens in isolation in isolation right you do not just move your little finger that okay. is you're wrong if you believe that you're wrong okay, okay. there's always an interplay of all the muscles to okay. keep everything in balance up down back front left right okay. and that needs to be brought back into balance usually Okay. Yeah. And make people aware of where they're going wrong in the first place. We do things out of habit for such a long time that when I put people in front of the mirror and say, "Have you seen how your shoulder really is going up to your ear?" and this is why you actually have a hearing problem, wow. <laughs> and not a shoulder problem. That's the extreme. And they say, "Oh, I never saw that." You know, but they've been doing this for ten years or since their teenage. And they don't even—they're not even aware. No, they're not. So it's a lot of re-education as well. Not only trying to fix the pain and give them advice, but re-education how the body is supposed to be properly used. Wow! And is osteopathy a a relatively new field that is being researched upon, or it's been there for a lot of time but not known? I think it is still relatively unknown in big parts of the world. It originates in America. from Dr Andrew Still he was a physician normal doctor 
but he got a bit disenchanted with medicine when his own children developed problems and they died and medicine had nothing. So he started to think and in those days a lot of the people generally and even doctors had farms and farm animals. So he started to wonder what are they doing? You know, if they stumble or fall or have this or that, how do they heal themselves? So he started to observe and then his conclusion was, well, it's in the skeletal system and of course we have self-healing powers, so how can we help them? So at the college where I studied osteopathy and naturopathy, it also takes into account nature. There's a broad spectrum by good air, good water, sunlight, okay. and then maybe what food, what herbs to get yourself back into shape. And he combined that. You know, he started to treat his people, his patients, not only with medication, but also with this approach of, okay, if I get the spine straight, things will get fixed, even if it's a stomach problem. But when the spine is straight, the nervous outflow to the stomach, all the digestive organs, has a proper outlet, things will work better. And nowadays, it has been proven again and again, everything starts in the gut. Right. Like it's called the second brain now. Yes. Yeah. It has it plays a big role and mm. we really want to keep our gut very happy. <laughs> and that also is a part of osteopathy, which yes. is Yes. It, especially from, from this college where I went to, as I said, because we studied the naturopathy, so we also gave quite a bit of dietary advice to our patients. And not everybody expects that because if you come for knee pain, yeah, why should I change my diet? You know? So for some people I only point it out and it's up to them whether they then want to run with that or not. Okay. They want more advice or not. Okay. Yeah. And, and you have stuck to it since 1992, which is 27 years now. Okay. This definitely looks like you found your calling. Is it so? Uh, it was for a very long time, till I then got introduced to kinesiology. Okay. And that is Which now, is 2007. Yes. Okay. That is when I started my first courses in okay. kinesiology. And that is now starting to come a bit more in the forefront. Because okay. as much as osteopathy has a holistic approach, kinesiology in some ways has it even a little bit more because it also takes on board the emotions. So what is kinesiology in a very simplistic sense? Kinesiology, the word itself, comes from the Greek and it means the science of movement. Okay. So in the West, there are a couple of different ways of looking at kinesiology. One goes more in into the physiotherapy direction and the other one is the one that I'm studying and that is more on an energetic basis okay. and it combines meridians which are energy lines in the body which is called chakras in in indian scripture language yeah they tend to be related meridians tend to be energy lines within the body okay. from what i understand my limited knowledge about chakras right. they tend to be very big centers along the center right and meridians can be manipulated not only through acupuncture by putting needles in it. Okay. We don't do that in kinesiology. Yeah. We press certain points, we hold certain points. But the big advantage in kinesiology, and that is also the advantage of osteopathy, is that we use the muscles to test what the body, the mind requires. And that is a big difference to a lot of things. Because you can start healing something, treating something from so many different angles, so many different levels. Uh, and sometimes still you go round and round in circles and you think, oh, well, maybe this wasn't the right thing. So when you use muscle testing, you get direct feedback from your subconscious. Okay. And that is really an amazing tool to have. We use it in practice, obviously, and we guide the patient through questions, mostly. Either if they come with with a problem, physical pain, emotional pain, then we try and find out through the muscle testing how we can balance it, or people can also learn it themselves. 
and how do you suggest people can learn it on their own is it like equipment or is no, it like a no you test your muscles right so for instance you can make an o-ring you bring two fingers together okay okay so these are muscles and then you try and you bring it apart okay. and depending what it is you're asking what it is you have on your mind this will either stay really strong or it'll just open okay and sometimes it is really interesting to find out how you can fool yourself the problem with the self-testing is is that you can fool yourself yeah. <laughs> and you will you will more often than yes not. you will the mind is very strong especially the logical mind okay and so again then we go into the nervous system the mind the brain left and right brain halves how they work together and I find that truly the most fascinating subject. <laughs> which is the brain movement, which is also brain training, which is also what you're yes. delving into. Yes. So brain training is a part of kinesiology or brain training is kinesiology? Brain training is part of some forms of kinesiology. Okay. There are many, many different branches. Okay. You know, I would like to just take it a step further. Within kinesiology, the one for brain training is the most widely known called brain chip that was developed in the 60s okay. by Dr. Paul Dennison and his wife, and he had severe learning trouble. <clears throat> so he spent his life researching on what to do. Okay. He had dyslexia very, very strongly. Okay. And the 60s were exciting times all over the world. You know. Um, people experimented with a lot of things. Yeah. And Even the hippie culture was that time. Oh yes, and certainly they experimented with yeah, a lot of I'm things, sure. as we know. Yeah. Um, so, he had also the knowledge about the muscle testing. And he knew another guy called Dr. Goodhart, who came up with Touch for Health. Okay. And Dr. Goodhart related different muscles to different organs in the body, different emotions, different sounds. He, he was really quite amazing on how he merged traditional Chinese medicine with muscles <laughs> and how you can simply use it for, him, for yourself. And then... Like, he, you're saying basically he researched on consumption of which Chinese herbs could help you develop which muscle or heal muscles. He found out there is a relationship, for instance, if you are testing your deltoid muscle, mm -hmm. the one up here, it will give you a feedback how your gallbladder is doing. Wow. Mm. Okay. And then he related it to the meridians, the energy lines from the tra traditional Chinese medicine. And then he took on board some neurovascular points and some neurolymphatic points okay. from chiropractors and osteopaths. They all had a mix and match in those days, and people just tried and, you know, what can I do to help? Some things were discovered accidentally, putting people in certain positions, relaxing positions, and found out, okay, if I do that long enough, all of a sudden, this person gets up and walks. No pain, no problem. So, of course, it sets the minds, you know, really on fire. How can this happen? Wow. So, that then went into the laboratories for studies, nerve studies, nervous system studies. But going back to brain gym, um, Dr. Dennison wanted to develop a simple system, how to activate the brain and how to connect the different brain parts. In the 60s, there was Dr. Paul McLean who made famous the triune brain. There are nowadays different mixed reviews on that, but I like it because it has a very simple way of explaining the brain and how it works together. Okay. So, you then use these movements to connect your left and right hemispheres and then you go from the bottom up and down again so anything that comes into your brainstem and needs to be filtered and then you need to take a decision and then do something okay. right so from the bottom up and down and also back and front okay yeah so in the behind in the in the back part of the brain we tend to have the emotional part and long-term memory but you need to bring it to the front of the brain to recall it to work with it to take decisions 
So these parts all need to work together depending what you want to do. Okay. So these 26 movements were developed to do just that. And they're very simple. Every child can do them. And from that now... So brain gym is for adults and children both basically? Yes. Okay. Yes. Anybody can use it. Because I remember seeing advertisements on brain gym but predominantly centered around children. You know, in yes. India I was seeing a few people talking about it and advertisements around it catering to children from age group of, if I rightly remember, from 8 to 16 or something like that, but not for adults. Yes. Um, it is mostly because people at that time start to find out the kids have problems. We need to do something. What are we going to do? Right. Once you've reached adult stage and you have survived your teen years and everything and you found your place in the world one right. way or the other, there are still many people who think, that's it. I don't need any more education, learning is no longer required. Nobody does anything for the brain. Yeah. But even in an adult who wants to climb a career ladder or who wants a change in career or you know, now with big companies going bust even for the small ones, what am I going to do? You're still the same person. How am I going to develop a new mindset that will show me the, solu the solution as to what I can do next? You need to change your thinking. Yeah. And brain gym would be one way of doing it. So this way it's applicable for a lot of people. So when you look at people, you know, living their day-to-day -day lives, what do you think could developing your brain, all right, help people act in life? Because like you, you pointed, you made a very valid statement that people are not developing their brain. No one is understanding their brain. It's just that people have something and they're going with it. All right. So can you share with me what is it that you see ordinary people or when they're going about their lives, all right, go through where the where brain training can help them? Like, does it help in focus? Does it help in, uh, you know, being more productive? Does it help in taking decision does it help in being clear all the time how does it help if you connect the various brain parts yes you tend to be more focused okay. uh, if you can switch easier from your left brain to your right brain which is analytical to the creative that myth has been promulgated a lot yes yeah. that's what i <laughs> and roughly speaking yes let's stick to that okay okay so yes if you can switch easily between those two and you have a great idea and then you put it into your analytical brain and you can say fine this is what i now need to do then you have an advantage okay. if, you, if you have a true artist on your hands who paints or sings or whatever and who is truly in his creative brain and then he goes bust, right? It's because he cannot bring it over to the logical side. So he needs other people to fulfill the logical role for him, get all the contracts done, do the finances and so on. And he is just happy with strumming the guitar or playing the drums you know, and that's it. So if you develop a talent to be able to access logic or creativity when you need it easily you get ahead right it's also more relaxing you have more resources you do not need other people right you can guide people better the ones who can't do it right okay yes you will be more focused when you combine different brains uh, or different areas of the brain mm -hmm. um, it tends to be more relaxing you have a better understanding of what you're taking up, what you're seeing, what you're understanding, what you're reading. It stresses you less because you don't understand. Yeah. When you're talking with somebody about a new subject, yeah, some people get really nervous, especially high finance or medical. You know, you go to a hospital, people get really, really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. So partially it is because of the stress then these different brain areas, they shut down under stress and under shock. So if you have one or two simple moves to recombine that, you can listen better, you understand better, you can ask better questions, you can ask, you can help yourself better, or your child, or your spouse, or your parents.
because you can explain. So one is to have a coach, all right, who can help you go through the brain gym, which would be a very pointed uh, assistance for one to work on their brain. All right. What do you think people can do at home or what do you think people can do on their own that helps in developing the brain? Like I was reading somewhere that people should do puzzles. People should, uh, you know, play games or people should uh, land up reading something which they do not understand clearly, but it will help them develop their brain purely because. So are there certain habits that you think people can develop which, which will help developing their brain? Yes, there are. And doing crossword puzzles or making picture puzzles and so on certainly helps. But again, they're very sedentary. You sit down and you do that. Right. right. This is where I would like to change things a little bit and use movement. So one thing as, as to how you can make new connections or more connections in the brain is when you put, in a way, a question to the brain. So when you move in a certain way that the brain hasn't done before. So it doesn't go into this rut, something that it's doing in its sleep. It says, oh, hola, oh, where are all my bits? I need to look for them. I need to figure this out now, what is happening? So for instance, if you have a little bit of space, you make a circle. Right. Circle. A circle. Okay. Yeah. Lay it out with something, lay it out. Okay. Yeah. Don't keep it in your head, lay it out, okay. about a two meter circle. Then take a book yeah. in your hands, go backwards, yeah. and read every second word out loud. Second word? Yes. Okay. Okay. Find med kickstarter, like while, every second. While you're walking backwards. Ah, okay. while I'm walking backwards? Yes. Read the words forward, but every second word? Yes. Okay. Okay. This is new for the brain. This is not something you do yeah. every day. There is no obvious use to it. So the brain needs to think, oh, why, what, how, what do I now need to do? Not to fall over to begin with. Right. Yeah. So it's a little more challenge and it combines body and mind. Yeah. So it is more likely then to make a connection. If this is easy for you, then at every second word you're reading, if it starts with a vowel, you change direction okay. as you're going backwards. Okay. Yeah? So you can just build and build and build on that. And every time you add a new challenge to it, the, body ha uh, the brain has to think again. You know, say, oh, I need more connections. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just like a gym. For the mind. For the mind. Yes. But you use movement to make it stronger. Yeah? Because every time you move, and especially when you're walking, the right side of the brain is controlled by the left one. Any kind of movement or any kind of input. And the left side is controlled by the right one. Okay. So as you're walking, you're switching on both brains. Otherwise, you could not walk. Okay. So on the one That's hand, then you're already active. Okay. And then you add these new things to make the brain curious in a way and encourage it to make more connections. Neural connections inside. Synapses. So you have your neurons. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're not used, in a way they die off. So new ones need to be formed, either that. Thankfully, again, to science, they have proven we can do this. Of course. Yeah. And, but then, you have these neurons there, and they need to find their place. So you need to make connections. Okay. okay. Now, different form of exercise, aerobic exercise, where you actually you know, get your heart rate up a bit and breathe a little bit more and get your more oxygen going, it encourages the formation of a particular hormone in the brain. Okay to form more neurons, okay. so you can have more nerve cells, but then you need to challenge them to make these connections. Which in a way develops the brain, which in a way keeps the brain young? 
it keeps the brain young, it keeps your nervous system young, it keeps you young. You know, it makes you open to new experiences. It makes you want to interact and learn new things. You have more connections, so your muscles work better. And it's not only the muscles, everything. Everything is based on movement, right? Whether it's thinking and you have electron exchange, or whether it's digestion, whether it's just blinking the eyes, everything is movement. Okay? So the better your nervous system is connected for different eventualities, the better you can move, the more fun you have. You will keep dancing into high old age. You will have less falls because your body is flexible. You know, you can do things. So you suggest everyone should have some kind of movement built into their day-to-day -day life, whether it's walking, yes. whether it's dancing, For sure. whether it is uh, yoga, but it's movement of the body, which yes. eventually also builds the mind. Yes. The movement of the body and the more complex it is, can increase, no, it's for the benefit of the mind as well. So it works both ways. You know, you have a good mind, you want to go out and do things. Yeah. So you are active, right? But then it goes the other way. The body moves well, the mind will be really, really good. And this is what apparently we need now for the 21st century, yeah. so that technology doesn't overtake us and our lives is not completely taken over by robots. You know, what you're telling about the mind and body, I, I recently downloaded an app called Duel and Back. Heard of Duel and Back? No. So Duel and Back is exactly like that. It develops your mind. It's like a, maybe you should check it out. Okay, Duel and Back. Duel, wait. Duel and Back, yeah. I'll send you the app picture, okay. all right? And it only focuses on those exercises that develop your brain. It will completely make your brain go, you know, like, what the hell, you know, like, because brain's not used to operating at that pattern. It's very random, it's, mem it's memory based, uh, and it's pattern based, so it's going to test your memory, test your pattern recognition. It's, it's fantastic. It, it, uh, it's frustrating for me, for me to realize that my mind's just not picking up the pattern. Right. You know, but it's so beautifully put in an app, dual and back. And and these founders are really, really successful in uh, in their work. And they put it mm -hmm. up in uh, in the app-based format, which is very good. But, uh, so do you actually move? Or no, you I don't move. That's what I'm saying. This is purely uh, app-based, which means it's sedentary in your language. All right, but it's definitely hitting my brain. It, it definitely made me realize the limitation of my pattern recognition of memory. It is, but what you could try is some of the brain gym exercises first, where you do some cross-crawling, for instance. Which is, again, what you're saying is mind and body both. And then try the exercises again oh, wow. and see whether you then pick up the pattern faster. Ah, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. So, where do you think, where, where are these brain uh, gym exercises? Are they available somewhere where people can go to? or? Generally, the exercises are taught in a class. Okay. So I'm a brain gym instructor, mm -hmm. and the brain gym is a patented system from US. It is. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. And you're a licensed practitioner. I am. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So you can either become um, a trainer and instructor in brain gym, okay. or a lot of people they just want to know the movements. Okay. So BrainChim finally recently has created a new course where you just learn the movements okay. basically. It is good to know... Movements minus the theory? No, you do of course get some theory of the brain. Okay. What you don't learn is like is it in a treatment form or anything okay. like that. If that, is, that would be the next step. Okay. But a lot of people are very happy just to know about the movements and it'll do this for me, it'll help me with that. Yes, you can just independently go and buy a poster and put them up, but it helps. Move poster means a movement poster. The the poster with the twenty six movements. Okay. But and all twenty six movements are patented in a way. Yes. Okay. Yes, even though they're very very simple. Okay. Now it's just part of the brain gym franchise as such. Okay. And some of them, they're just muscle stretches. 
Okay. So each individual movement might not be completely patented, but as a whole, brain, brain chain is patented. Yes. Okay. But it it helps to do it properly. Okay. You know, because at the moment when I'm working with people, they think they do it right, and they don't. You know, they then come for the injuries, and I say, "What did you do? Didn't you stretch? How did you do it?" And I look at them, and it was done improperly. First of all, either they didn't know, or uh, it's inconvenient, or or something. And if you don't do it properly, you don't get the benefit as much. Okay. And that would then be a pity. You know, yeah. Because yeah, here you are, you're trying, but because it's not done completely right, you're not getting the full benefit. That's why a coach helps a lot. Yes. Yes. The, the simpler some things look, the more it sometimes helps to actually have a coach and mm -hmm. show you how exactly Because you might end up taking this. it for granted that you know it. Yes, exactly. And especially when you do the, for instance, for the, the, a lengthening activity, it would be a calf stretch. Yeah. Many people who go to the gym think they can do a calf stretch. Some probably can't. Right. Many can't. <laughs> you know, the way... They, and it's small movements, the way they then move the hips out of the way or the foot gets in the way. So let's let's take it easy on the foot and let's not do the full thing. But mm -hmm. especially a calf stretch has enormous benefits for relaxation of the eyes, for instance. Right. Because it goes into a, a very big reflex in the okay. nervous system. Okay. So no, nobody thinks about doing a calf stretch and my eyes will be relaxing. Okay. But yes, it can happen that way, but only yeah, if you do it right. So it helps to have a, a coach. So you can either do a workshop or... So, so being a coach uh, definitely comes with its own territory of dealing with people, mentoring them, guiding them, being patient with them, you know, because different, you know, clients, uh, have a different relationship with their health and some of them have no relationship with their health but for you to take on being a coach has to come from a desire to help people out when did you develop this how did how did this get developed to really go out and you know build this or, or connect with this community and help them out because many people would go do these courses, develop their own brains, develop their own body. You know, what made you take on taking it to the people? I think helping people is in me, even as a young person, even as a child. Always try to keep the peace between people. Okay. And communicate and mediate and so on. Okay. And only then when I decided my early 30s that it's time now to actually study something okay. uh, I thought it would be really good to study a profession where I can help people okay. because essentially I believe people who are not in pain are happy people and it makes for a happier planet right. so that was my basic underlying notion okay. um, it doesn't completely work that way sure. but I try but the, the study itself of how people work, what makes them tick, you know, how to explain things to them, how to teach them, how to show them that there are ways on how to get out of a situation that they unfortunately have gotten themselves into, is fascinating. It's really, really fascinating. No people are, no two people are the same. But it began a long time back for you. Sorry? It began a long time back for you to help people. And yes. As I said, the underlying desire was always there, and then when I started to study in 92, yeah, I'm still with that, and the more I know, the more I like it, and especially now with the brain and the nervous system. Oh, exciting. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure. So, any particular case study for you that stands out, any particular experience that stands out for you, uh, where you assisted someone in this kind of a training? Uh, as a coach and you saw results that really make you happy when you look back? And I've, had a, I've like, had a few. I mean, one of my earlier ones was actually during my osteopathy studies. There was a gentleman, he was manic bipolar, 
and he came for back pain. So that is in London. In London. Okay. Yeah, that was in London. Okay. And there were also family issues. You know. So yes, he came for back pain. Clearly, there were other problems, and then there were family issues. And one of them was also he was overweight. The wife did the cooking. And it was really tricky to negotiate my way as to what I may say, may not say, because the wife did the cooking yeah. <laughs> and so on. So, but eventually we reached common ground and he understood that, yeah, if he wants to get better, not only for the back pain, but other things as well, food is important, nutrition is important right. and he needs to man up. and speak to his wife and say, can we make some changes and possibly also you know, learn about food himself. But then in kinesiology, during one of the courses, um, I was testing, I was muscle testing uh, a gentleman about which one is his dominant eye. Which one is the dominant eye? I is E-Y-E or just alphabet I? I as in E Y E. E Y E. Okay. We we all have dominance. We have a dominant brain, dominant okay. eye, dominant ear, dominant foot. Okay. 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 That's a whole new different subject. <laughs> and it's, and, and they, it's need, different, they need to work together. But it's different from being right-handed. So yes. being right-handed doesn't mean that my right hand is dominant. May not be. Not necessarily, or it okay. could be dominant for writing, for instance. But you could your left hand could be dominant for. Playing squash. Okay. okay. So that would be a mixed dominance. But then it also depends which of your brain halves is the dominant one. You know, knowing these things can sometimes help you how to get over something. But the interesting part in that one was that I tested his eyes with the eyes open and one eye tested as being dominant. And then for some reason, because that wasn't actually part of the whole thing, I said, please close your eyes. And I tested him again for the dominance. And it was the other eye. So, of course, being a student, I thought, how can this be? You know, right. Day and night. So, what is the leading one? How do you take your decisions? How, what, what are you basing your decisions on? How mm. does this work? Because the eye is one thing, but yeah, then you have this whole nervous system in the brain that helps you to take the decision eventually. And then we got talking. And the gentleman said that he had an eye operation. He had a laser operation. Okay. And of course then the eyes need to be retrained. Right. But nobody does that. Everybody looks at, okay, now I can look without no, my glasses. No, yes. But this is, a, this is a very, very superficial way of looking at things. You know, how does it affect the brain? Or in the old days, even in Europe, you know, when we, because you mentioned right-handedness, when it wasn't so good to be a left-hander and people were forced to become right-hander, we now know it is, has a profound impact on our brain. You know. But it is still not fully addressed. I mean, most people are now given the chance to express themselves, either right or left-handed, mostly. Okay. Um, but not everywhere, not everybody. And I think we should do more studies on what that actually means for the thinking and how it then affects the life, the happiness, the emotions, their behavior, how they learn, what they pass on. And, and you remember this case study very vividly about this gentleman. Yes, eventually, because of the eyes open, eyes closed. Eventually, what did he walk away with? Like, I think he got more confused <laughs> because he was obviously not aware of it. Nobody had tested him in his sleep. Okay. Nobody had tested it with his eyes closed. Okay. So many times these things some bring up more questions than we have answers for. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer for it either, yet. Okay. But I, I do now bring it to people's attention. I test everybody with eyes open, eyes closed, and see and ask about the story. What's coming? What's happening? Why? 
you know, and then it could have an effect as to why they are really here. Okay. Uh, when like you get deep into this really deep. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, really really deep. And does meditation also play a role in kinesiology or osteopathy? No, there is no no direct role for that. Okay, but what's your take on meditation? What is your point of view on meditation? Uh, it seems to help a lot of people, and it seems to help calm a lot of people down, which is a great thing. Again, I, for me personally, I need to go back to movement. If I move and I can connect my brain halves and that will de-stress me, then I will take that route. To sit there and only focus on the breathing and still the mind and let the thoughts go, I still have a bit of a struggle with that. <laughs> so yeah, so I stick to movement for the time being. So I always see, this is the second time we are meeting and I always see you carrying you know, something or the other with you. So you want to talk a little bit about what is this product that you're carrying uh, with yes. you that you're so passionately believe in? So, dear listeners, please listen carefully to this sound. Okay, this sound <clears throat> is made by a pair of green rings, actually plastic rings, ripped plastic. And one ring, well, ring for each hand. When and, it, and it's the shape of a half moon? Uh, approximately, a little bit elliptically. Yeah, a little bit elliptically, yeah. right. And so when you swing these rings, the four steel balls inside move across the ripped plastic and they create this sound. And in your hands, it creates a vibration. And as we have so many reflex zones in our hands, based on reflexology that we know, or Ayurveda, or just simply actually anatomy, where we know we have lots of mechanoreceptors, proprioceptors, and so on. It tones the whole body. So in a way, this is the exercise tool for the lazy person, because it's like you just sit at one place and do it. <laughs> you can sit and just swing these rings, and okay. you will tone your whole body. Because wow. Tone your whole body while you're seated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you actually use them while you are walking or running or jumping or doing crossover movements, um, yes, you'll build more muscle and it has more of an aerobic effects, effect as well. But the story behind it is that it's a person in Austria who was very, very fit. He was a skiing person, he had a tennis empire. And at the age of 50, when he was heli skiing in Canada, just to say, you know, the level of fitness that he had, he started to notice how, how much he was shaking. When he went back, he went to the doctor. The doctor said, you have Parkinson's. And the man was devastated. You know, he got it very, very badly. At the age of 50? Yeah. And he could barely dress himself, wash himself or anything. He could not do his job any longer. He lost everything. People started to make fun of him. And... You know, starting to say, okay, you know, look at this guy, he's already drunk in the morning because he couldn't even walk straight or anything like that. And he went into quite a depression and then he thought, there must be something because the drugs were not helping, they certainly are not curing, but they didn't, they didn't even like really help. And so he took one of his tennis rackets and he put some weights on them to just stabilize the joints a bit more and started to move around like that. But again, people, you know, being as people are, said, oh, you know, and oh, what a fool he is and chasing white mice already in the morning and as he's walking around. And he did that for quite a few years. And as there are no coincidences, one day he was introduced by somebody else who actually had a very open mind and Somehow thought there is something to this. We must develop this. And so they get together they kept experimenting more at the weights and making the balls move inside and 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 and. And in the end, after six or seven years, they developed this product. And the product then was brought into the market. What what is it called? The product is called Smoothie. Smoothie. How do you spell it? S M O V E Y. 
smoothie. Yeah, it was to put together from swing, move, and smile. Ah. Yes. Smoothie. Yes, smoothie. And, and it's available on Amazon, is it? Uh, no, it is not. It used to be in the beginning, okay. but people didn't understand the okay. full value of this tool. It looks so simple, you yeah. know, then everybody stands there, swings it a little bit, and, yeah. and then that's it. So the company nearly went bust, and then the gentleman who helped develop the product, he died suddenly of a heart attack, and so they needed a big rethink, and they brought it out again, doubled the price, and sold it through direct marketing, okay. and now it's booming. It's mm -hmm. absolutely booming. A lot of different people are starting to work with it, not only fitness professionals, but also people who have Parkinson's became trainers in it. They are passing it on. It's used in schools, it's used in old people's homes. That's amazing anyway to see hundred year old ones to, you know, work yeah. together with these things. It makes them happy with some music and the sound is nice. I think that also has an effect on our brain waves. Mm -hmm. um, and there is now a Swiss doctor who developed it a little bit further and developed Smoothie Med. Smoothie Med? Yes. Okay. To use it more in a rehabilitation setting, in either hospital or in a physio clinic, doctor's clinic, or somebody else who is interested and trained in them, like an osteopath. I use it on my patients. It relaxes the muscles beautifully. Mm -hmm. It just, it sinks in. The muscles just relax and it makes everything so much easier to then do more work on them. Um, like this product looks so simple, it's amazing when you say that the yes. effects it has. Yes, yes. So Smoothie Med is really growing, the interest is amazing because of the, the stabilizing effect it has on the nervous system. So it works, it helps with Alzheimer's and it helps with MS. It doesn't cure anything but people get so much more quality of life back and some of them find they can reduce medication as well. Awesome. So I try to combine... So you always carry it, it's always with you? I'm starting to make it a habit, yes? Because okay. <laughs> I really want people to know it. And, okay. and I'll try to combine the two of them, moving with the smoothies, with some brain moves from kinesiology to enhance the effect of both physical fitness and mental brain training. Interesting. Uh, any any uh, event that you think from your past has contributed in you shaping the way you shaped in life today? Developing these interests, helping people out, coaching people, pursuing a completely uh, you know, out of the box line of work. What would you say? Any particular event or any particular aha moment that defines you? That has made because you're different, Evelyn. All right, and I, there are a lot of. Why do I say different people? Because you're pursuing something which is out of the box. You're 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 following a calling or following a, something that your heart says is the right thing to do. Not many people follow the heart. Many people follow the mind, which says earn money, pay bills, take care of kids, and then. That's life. Yes, apparently, even though we have so many chances now not to do that, right. but a lot of still, people still do. Yeah, I think people. people live in fear a lot and there's still not enough awareness on theoretically how easy it actually would be to change something. People, as I said earlier, you, know, you leave university, you enter your profession and that's what you do and that's it, whether you're happy or not. And then because the, the world, at least in the eyes of the world, you're successful. That's what people care for. Whether you're successful or not successful. But you just tend to stay in that because the fear of the unknown is so big. And by that time, you know, between 30 and 40, where a lot of the dissatisfaction comes up. Right. Where people realize, oh, maybe this is not quite the right choice I made here. But yeah. what do I do now? I have debts, I have children, I have this and I so have continue. that. So continue. Yes. And what will I do? Nobody has the time to think about it. Or restart. Yes. So to go out and search or to find somebody who inspires them to maybe take a new direction seems to be a bit daunting for many people.
but I feel that if there is more knowledge out there that first of all you know who you are and what you want you just need to bring it out sometimes it might take a little a little time or a little nudge and a little help from from your friends and family but it can be done and if people are aware that they're, they're not stuck they just need new ideas and if they work on their brain they will get new ideas they will find new ways on how to continue in a better happy way this is this is where this is great that you're having me here today thank you very much because as you said this is very new to you yeah. and yeah you and I both would like to spread the word out there that change is possible and it doesn't have to be traumatic no, you know? yeah if you know the right tools like the whole idea like the whole idea of the podcast is bring the right tools regarding mind yeah. body and and if I could be succeeding in bringing the right tools I know it will help people out yes you know, like I want to live 100 plus years <laughs> and I want to live well and I want to live healthy, okay? And if I can take those tools out to people, then the more of us could be living healthier and a better life. Because I've seen a lot of frustrated rich people, it's not the money. Yes. I think there's so much of your happiness comes from your mind and body for you to be on top of your game regarding your own mind and your own body. Yes, and especially if you have a healthy body up into ripe old age and you can still do many things. Yeah. You have a completely different outlook by then. The things that drove you in when you were a teenager, when you were in your early 20s, 30s, no longer matter. But you had the physical ability to do things. And then, okay, you get older, you get a little slower, and the experience changes, and there are still things you would actually like to do, but you find out you've neglected the body a little bit and it's not playing along so much <laughs> anymore. So it can dampen the spirit a little bit. But with this knowledge out there that we can change into ripe old age, and you know, yes, you might hit the hundred, but you might move like an eighty-year-old one. That is great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. I believe in the concept of biological age. You could be physically hundred, but biologically you could be sixty. Yes. You know, yes. like I would love to check my biological age if I'm thirty-nine right now. I would be so happy to hear that biologically I'm twenty-six or twenty-seven. Yes. You know, I hope. But you need to work on it a little bit at least. Yeah, like I work on it and I would like you know many many more people to work on themselves for sure. Yes. I think there is a growing movement that people are aware that they need to take their own happiness in their own hands and then to figure out what it is. The uh, easiest way is movement. Okay. You know, other things they are more difficult to yeah. figure out or Difficulty. big changes to make or something. But movement you know, is it's a great way of feeling happy. Wow. And you get achievements and you work with other people. You're out in nature. They all have their own unique, tremendous benefits for us. So any resources or any books that you would want to recommend for people to dive into so that they can develop more understanding of what movement, what role movement plays in one's life? I think movement is best learned from movement okay. and start moving, start walking, uh -huh. you know, go, go. We have limited uh, possibilities around here now with the weather especially, but we, we are lucky to have parks for instance, right. you know, so, or to go to the beach or right. to go to the, the desert area. Take off your shoes, start feeling your feet, yeah? give them some freedom. It will set your mind free. <laughs> it works that way. If you then want to know more about picking up a sport or doing something, then pick up a relevant book for that. You know, if you are inspired Whatever by Usain Bolt, uh, go ahead, or Lance Armstrong, or somebody like that. You know, go ahead. These are these are great people with great discipline and yeah, great body knowledge and so on and movement knowledge. But first of all, start moving. Move it. You know, it's a wherever you time. can. Wherever you can, you know, and even like reorganize your house. Yeah, we make everything. We we put the sofa there, and we put everything in the kitchen in the most convenient way, so we do not have to reach, Move, and we yeah. do not have to go down. So if you want more movement, I'm not even talking exercise, just movement. Reorganize your house. You know, the things, your plates and everything, put them down. 
So when you wow, lay the table, you go down. You bend properly, you bend the knees, you don't just bend from the back. And then you take out the plates and you go and lay the table. Or the spices you use, put them up. You have to reach, okay? Wow. So, it, yes, it can be that simple. Or different ways of sitting. Put a wooden block, for instance, as a sitting position in your living room. Have bean bags, have the Swiss box, you know, and change around. Have an opportunity to put the laptop up high so you can stand. But then also, yeah, have desks. Move. Don't be stagnant. Don't let everything build up. Blood, blood has to flow. Nervous system has to flow. Everything has to flow. Wow. Wow. Awesome. So, Evelyn, if I'm sure there's so much more you'll have to share, but I'm sure you would also love to share one-on-one, -on -one, all right? And uh, I'm sure a person also gains a lot when a person lands up connecting with you one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm sure, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people you're going to make a difference to. But uh, before we, you know, bring the show to an end, I want to ask you two questions, okay? First, uh, is that if you had a whole hoarding on Sheikh Zayed Road, okay? Whether, Sorry, if you had a whole hoarding, hoarding is the billboard on Sheikh Zayed Road, like the whole billboard was for you, what would be the quote you'll put up on that? The quote, my favorite quote, oh, it's the one from... Michelangelo. That one. Okay. Which I told you earlier. Apparently, at the age of 87, he still saw himself as a student. And I think that is so remarkable because he, he wasn't just a genius in one thing. He had so many interests in life generally, in people and so on. And he was a developer and inventor. And for him to still want to learn to learn more at the age of seven, 87, I think we should all take that to heart. There is so much more to explore out there and to learn. Like it's called Ancora Imparo. Yes. That's that, the that means that... Italian. <laughs> that means I'm still learning. Uh, yes. Wow. Amazing. What would be... The second question I'm going to ask you is what would be an advice you would give to because this podcast caters to a lot of people in the age bracket of 35 plus 30 35 plus you know who are going after their corporate goal success ambitious go-getters and all what would what advice would you give them with regards with regards to wherever they are in life all right with the anxieties and the pressures that people have all right what would you tell them you know so that it helps them to deal with whatever is coming their way. I would let them look at the age when they are 100 and talk to that person at 100 and ask for advice. Because yes, the pressure and the stress is enormous. And as we're getting older, as I'm getting older, one of the things that I found out, I thought, what was I running after? Why did I think this was important? It wasn't. It really wasn't. And so to have, have a little self-talk, not always only to listen to others, have a little self-talk to your older self. Maybe 100 is, is exaggerated, but if they're in their 30s, let's say, look at retirement age. Yeah, 60, 65, 70 nowadays. What would that person, you, say to your present young self? And take that advice. And then reshuffle your life a little bit. Take it down a notch. Take it down again. You will have more fun. You will not miss out on anything. You will not miss out on the career ladder. You will just simply become a better person, a more complete person, because you can give attention to the things that truly matter. Amazing. Amazing. So Evelyn, where can people reach you? If anyone wants to connect with you, uh, what's your social media handle or what's your website? Where can people connect with you? Well, my website is in the process of being built. Okay. It is www.movesabc 
dot com. Okay. Uh, but the best way to find me is on Facebook. Okay. Either under my name, Evelyn Bray, okay. or under my Smoothie 101. Okay, I'll so put it up in the show notes so that people that can click great. on it and yeah. reach you. That would be wonderful. Evelyn, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you so much for traveling all the way here uh, to be here. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the very best, okay, in time to come. And, you know, may you inspire and touch many, many more lives across UAE and across many places. Thank you very much, Manish. This was very enjoyable indeed. It made me think, <laughs> which is always good. Yeah. And I hope it, at least some of your listeners will benefit from this. I'm sure they will. And yeah, and maybe you would like to have a little brain exercise class with me one day. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? So ladies and gentlemen, okay, Evelyn, her, her contacts, her uh, social media handle is available on the show notes in the show notes so connect with her if you'd like to mo- know more about movement and you know seek help in that department if you'd like to but move start somewhere start something that appeals to you start something that uh, resonates with you but move it helps you grow your brain it helps you grow you into so much a better person so Evelyn thanks a lot and thank you Manish And listeners, thank you so much for listening to this show. If you like what you heard, go on iTunes, go on Spotify, any platform that you're listening to the show and leave a review. Please do leave a review. It helps in more and more people connecting with the messages that we are bringing out regarding mind and body. Okay, Impact 24-7 is committed to people kicking ass on a day-to-day basis and every uh, comment or review left by you would help in that. So thank you so much for listening. Love you. Live well. Be phenomenal. Take care, guys. Bye.